How's it going, Suncast listeners? My name is Reagan Harrell, and welcome in to another episode of the Suncast Podcast. A really special episode we have tonight. It's an awesome Sunday night. I'm here in Lake Wells, and joining me is the new co-host of Suncast, catcher for Weber International University, and a Florida Gator fan, unfortunately, Josh Blackmore. Josh, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing well, doing well. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely, man. I'm just really, really excited to, uh, you know, grow Suncast and um, doing it with you, man. You're coming on. You're going to be, well, I'll let you tell the people what all you, you're going to be doing uh, here on Suncast. Um, so starting in the fall, I'm going to be um, covering football more so. So, because Reagan is a football player at Weber, so we're yeah. going to try and eliminate some of the bias and things like that. So I'm going to, you know, take care of the football and find guys to interview and, you know, watch some football, which I love to do. And it's also going to help me get to know some of, A, my, my classmates, colleagues at Weber that play football, as well as others in the, in the Suncast. And um, like I said, I really enjoy football, so it's going to be a, a good opportunity for me. Hey, I did, um, I've known Josh for a good little while now. He was one of the first guys uh, that I interviewed at Weber after he hit his first home run. He called his shot. He said, hey, you're going to be interviewing me after this game. It was a doubleheader. He didn't catch. I think Tommy ca- called the first game, and then you called the second game. He said, hey, you're going to be interviewing me after this. And sure enough, I had the uh, the freshman, Josh Blackmore. I sent that one in the lake. Uh, that was fun. That was awesome. Uh Awesome time. Uh, you had a pretty good, pretty good little stint up in Lewiston as well. Uh, gotta say, I felt I was a little surprised not seeing your name on the all-conference team for catcher, or at least on the honorable mention list or something. Uh, there was no Weber Warriors on there, but that did not represent how the boys did in Lewiston. Got two wins against two really good teams. Um, they got outclassed by Faulkner and Tennessee Wesleyan, unfortunately. But you know, we're returning a lot of the bats. Josh, how do you? How, how do you think uh, Weber really grew up in Lewiston? Um, up in Lewiston, we we all kind of felt like we were the, the underdog team, and we kind of felt that way throughout the season. So it was not really much of a change. We kind of like felt like everybody, you know, thought we weren't gonna we were gonna go two and barbecue up there, two and barbecue. we just had other plans, and um, we all came together and did you know continue what we did all year and just fight and you know play gritty. And just kind of do our thing and take it one pitch, one one inning at a time. And we played some really good baseball up there. And I think uh, this momentum from Lewiston coming to next year, like we're gonna have a lot of guys step up and you know become leaders because you know we all have, you know, we we went to Lewiston this past year, so it'd be lovely to go back another year. And we're definitely adding some more pieces coming in in the fall. And I think we're gonna be a really really good team come uh, come springtime next year. Yeah, I mean, you look at the lineup the for the majority of the World Series, and seven of those nine bats are coming back. Um, you know, Brian Eusebio was in his last year, and Kenny Rodriguez. Yeah, uh, I was really impressed by Eusebio later on in the year picking up from DH. It was a spot we were kind of missing. I don't want to say well, not missing, but it was a spot uh, we didn't have a ton of productivity from throughout the year and then Brian comes in and he does an awesome job there and then obviously losing Kenny Rodriguez uh, honorable mention All-American is a huge loss but we are returning seven of the nine bats pretty much everybody in the bullpen except for Ray who's uh, done with college baseball but we're, we're returning Dylan Martin we're returning Xavier Rodriguez fingers crossed Seth Lavelle is good to go so I am really excited for that 
three-headed monster uh, pitching staff for Weber. Something you don't see a ton in the NAI is, you know, you'll have two really good pitchers, and a lot of time that third guy, can, it, it turns into more of a bullpen game. I think if Weber has three really solid starters, and we know how the lineup's going to be next year. I think we have a legit shot to go bring that red banner home, baby. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm, like you said, with Seth Lavelle, I'd love to see him, you know, suit up for us this year, you know, because he's in, he's a great arm, and I know he'll, he'll definitely help us. And um, you forgot to mention, we're, we're getting Dawson Young. He's going to be coming back. And oh, yeah. Young is one of the best bullpen arms in this league. And um, I had a pleasure catching him this past season. And his stuff is just electric. And I can't wait to see him grow more and become, you know, one of the most dominant pitchers in the NAI. Yeah, you know, when I had on uh, Willie, uh, when did I have on him? It was a few months ago. And we were talking about guys at Weber who he thought – had a good shot in the near future to, to take a step to the next level. We obviously talked about Kenny, but he also talked about Dawson just because his fastball has so much movement. Obviously, uh, you did you did a lot of catching with him. You talked about it a minute ago. What was it about Dawson's fastball, the movement, that made it such an unhittable pitch? Um, well, his fastball has like a lot of spin to it, so it you know it becomes it's more of like a heavy fastball. So like to the hitter, like you know you see it at your belt. It's going to have, like, some natural rise to it. It's not really rising, but it kind of, like, deceives the eyes. And you just get a ton of swing and miss with it. You know, and you can't forget, I mean, he is throwing the ball, like, 90, 93 miles an hour. So it's not like he's throwing slow. So he has that heavy fastball plus the velocity. And then his, and then if someone, you know, starts to tee off on the fastball or get on time with it, we'll just spin his breaking ball in there. And his breaking ball is really plus. Um, but, I mean, in, in the World Series when he was out there, you know, he didn't really need to use the breaking ball. His fastball was dominant. And, yeah. The other teams really couldn't touch his fastball. So, I, I think it's pretty safe to say in the opening round and then in Lewiston, he was the best relief pitcher in the country. And I don't think it'd be too off to say he might have been the most dominant pitcher in the NAI during the postseason. I mean, I, I, I definitely think he was up there, you know, with most dominant for sure. Give me just a second. Uh, I mean, I have the stats that excluded his last game where. Where I think he went like two innings, gave up one run, and had like four or five strikeouts or something like that. So okay, so this this stat line for Dawson is coming into the last game against Tennessee Wesleyan, and he added on I want to say three or four strikeouts to this. Fifteen innings, one earned run, so that's a point six zero ERA. Twenty three strikeouts, five walks, nine hits, and he added on. I can find out. Very fast. Um, pull up Weber schedule. I just, trying to, just want to see his stat line from that last game against Tennessee Wesleyan. While I'm looking at that, Josh, uh, I want to tell the listeners also that we are going to be talking a little bit of just college football, just in general college football, just because of the pure content that will come out of that between you and me, you being a – Florida fan and me being a Georgia fan. I'm at the Tennessee Wesleyan game now. Look, sixth inning, Josh Blackmore single to right center. Look at you go. How many RBIs do you have in Lewiston? Um, I think two or three. Yeah, not too many, but okay. I got some some timely ones. Fortunately. Yeah, you, you did. I, I tell you what, I was really impressed with. Also, whoever was the bottom of the lineup did such a good job giving the top of the lineup opportunities to bring them home. 
that's always so clutch in a World Series format like that, or just baseball in general. So here's Dawson's stat line against Tennessee Wesleyan. So he went three and a third, two hits, one run, four strikeouts. So his final postseason uh, stat line, this is Sun Conference Tournament, uh, Miami Gardens Regional, and then up in Lewiston, 18 and one-thirds, two earned runs, 27 strikeouts, five walks, and 11 hits. I mean, enough said, you know? Like, jeez. Yeah. All right, so let's, Josh, let's go ahead and transition into what we are doing this episode. You and I are general managers or coaches or however you want to see fit, and we are going to have an all-star draft just uh, with Sun Conference players. I think this is something that would be so fun that I actually see in person if there was, like, any way to try to do this. I know it's, like, an impossible thing to happen, but if you could, we could do, like, I, don't know, I guess the two t- the top two coaches this year would have been uh, Coach Dinkle and Colin at Weber and, uh, you know, Dinkle over at Southeastern and, like, have them do this and then have an actual all-star game for the, for the Sun Conference. Electric. That would be insane. I mean, why not, dude? I mean... I think it'd be fun. I think it's something we that could definitely be fit in, like after the World Series, and like before summer ball. It's just a matter of money, you know. Right. Um, who knows? Maybe sometime down the line, we have the SunCast All Star Game. That'd be sick. Especially with the talent this year, I think that would have been a phenomenal baseball game. Oh yeah, man, we're about to get into the talent right now. Uh, so the way we're going to to do this is we're just going to kind of just go position by position. Um, I think that's just, a, I just do it, do it like that. Kind of like we're just picking basically for the all-star game. Uh, it'll be a best two out of three format. So we're actually going to put both teams up on social media. Whenever this airs, we'll have that made up and it'll be team Josh and team Reagan. Excuse me. Uh, and then We'll we'll put up a poll. Everybody will vote, and then we'll. I guess that's how we'll decide our winner. We can do it. We'll have to do like Reagan and two, Reagan and three, Josh and two, Josh and three. I think it'll go three either way. I think my team will win. Um, you know, just just most likely. But we'll I don't know to, about that. You don't know, man. All right. Well, let's just go ahead and get into it. We'll do uh, you know, kind of line up first, and then we'll get into the pitching after. Uh, well, let's go back and forth with first pick, second pick. I'm going to go ahead and kill any Webercast comments by picking first overall. We're starting with catcher, by the way. We're just going to go catcher and then infield and outfield. I, I'm going to go with the Weber killer himself, the man who gave Weber all kinds of problems in Miami Gardens. Unfortunately, it was not enough for Andrew Fernandez and the St. Thomas Bobcats. Josh, what was it like going up against Andrew uh, down there? Because he was on another level for them. Um, he was definitely one of their better hitters up there. And, you know, we when we played him in the, the regular season series, we had a easier time getting him out the first couple games. And he kind of found his way, you know, in that last game. And then it rolled into the conference tournament and then the regional. You know, it just seemed like anything we threw up there, you know, he was able to get a barrel to it and get it out of the yard. It was just tough. We just we were hoping, you know, there wasn't, you know, we're trying to limit the damage and get him up there with, you know, not as many people on base. You know, do our best to, you know, try and spin, 
you know, change his eyes, you know, change the speeds on him. But, you know, he's a really good hitter. And, um, you know, clearly had yeah. a couple home runs against us that could have been potentially deadly, but luckily we were able to, you know, get around it. So, yeah, he was tied for six in the Sun Conference with 14 home runs uh, over with Tyler Brown over at Warner University. I mean, at 341, uh, 620, and 1.049 slash line. That's a 341 average, 620 slugging, and 1.049 on OPS for our non baseball chunky heads. Uh, and 66 RBIs. I mean, Andrew was an absolute beast all year, and I'm pretty, I'm pretty satisfied with him being behind the plate. Mr. Blackmore, who who do you pick to man Team Josh? Um, I'm actually, uh, you know, I had a I had a player in mind, mm. but I am I am gonna be a homer here, and I'm gonna I'm gonna select Tommy Diaz from Weber International. I think that's a fine. I think that's a very fine pick. I, you know, Tommy uh, had a hell of a year. Just go ahead and be ready for the Weber cast comments that'll come your way as they do come. But I think that I, was I, perfectly fine. No, I think Tommy is absolutely a top uh, – I think he was a top three, maybe top two uh, catcher. I thought you were going to go Luis Cabrera from Southeastern. Uh, he had slumped a little bit towards the end of the year. Uh, obviously, they he, he got banged up a little bit in Lewiston. Uh, I, was a little, I was a little worried about Southeastern for a, while, for a while there behind the plate. I was like, they may have to see if Josh has left yet, throw him some gear and let him catch for Southeastern. <laughs> But uh, no, they, that's a great pick. No, I love Tommy. So, uh, moving on, you now have what we'll, we'll, is kind of a snake draft, I guess. So now you'll go and you'll pick. Excuse me, your first baseman for Team Josh. Um, first baseman I will select is Trey Woosley, Woodley or uh, Woosley, I think, Woosley. from Warner University. No, nah, that's a great pick. Absolutely. Um, that that was going to be my guy. Absolutely, yeah. Sixty. Well, that's just that's just very unfortunate. That is very unfortunate. Yeah, Trey, Trey. I think Trey hit the furthest ball. No, I take that back. Avio Guadalupe did for Southeast. Okay, one of the furthest balls that I saw at uh, Brad Kneehammer. Then it was a heart of Florida field in beautiful Babson Park. He hit a ball over the trees in right field. If you ever played. Weber, I mean, obviously you play, but listeners, if you've ever played a Weber, you know those trees out in right field. It cleared those trees. It was absolutely crushed. Uh, and, yeah, no, that's a great pick. Uh, I'm going to go up north. I will go to the northernmost team in the Sun Conference, and I will go Mr. Kyron Russ from University of South Carolina, Beaufort. Uh, Kyron's a real funny dude. He – Likes and reposts a good bit of Suncast material, so shout out my boy there. Uh, 367 average, 111, 73. Uh, was a little banged up this year, only played in 47 games, but in those 47 games, he was also nine home runs, 46 RBIs, and then he had batting 367. Uh, I, I'm at, you know, you got Trey. I think Trey was probably the first, best first baseman. Um, I tell you, a little bit surprised who I didn't take, and I, you know what? I probably should have went back. Ooh, just thought about Stephen Cullen over at Southeastern. Yeah, I was between. I was honestly between uh, Woosley, Cullen, and um, Collie from St. Thomas. Yeah, first base is such a 
strong position in the conference. I mean, like just about everything. But yeah, yeah, nah, dude. He okay. I'm not going back. He's on my pick. I'm gonna stick with Colin Russ. But we can have a DH, so we can still. Um, oh yeah, we still have a DH. We do have a DH down there at the end. Okay. Um, is there is there any is there gonna be any surprise? I think you can go ahead and tell the people who I'm taking over at second base. Uh, oh, I mean, no, you, you you can go ahead and do that one. I mean. I mean, it's Brian Fuentes. I mean, say so, I mean, five home runs in the World Series, ninety RBIs, twenty five dingers, four eighteen. I mean, come on, dude! An insane year, SunCast MVP. Um, he's got some awesome things lined up for him after uh, Southeastern. You know, he got to come down here, and he wanted the ring. He got it. Uh, he was the best player in the country this year, and he is on Team Reagan at second base. So, yeah. All right, who you got? Who's your second baseman? Fortunately for me, this isn't going to be much of a homer because it's one of the most obvious picks after Fuentes. I'm going to go with Luis Acevedo from yeah, Weber International yeah. as my second baseman. Yeah, you know, Louis is a guy with the glo- – I think he's the best – one of the best gloves in the con. I think he would have been a gold glover if they give that out. Uh, for the conference, even prior for the NAI, he was extremely good and uh, not a ton of power behind him. But you know, he gets on base. He's clutch getting those. When they, I feel like with Louie, when there's runners on and runners in scoring position and two out, that's when he becomes the best version of himself. And he's able to get those little base knocks. But that's a yeah, that's a very solid uh, pick. And I'll add his stat in here. And 258 chances, he only made five errors with a 981 fielding percentage. Exactly. I mean, you just got a lockdown, an absolute lockdown glove. I got to be careful with my uh, lineup, too, that I'm looking at defense and make sure I don't have a Philadelphia – I'm rolling out the Philadelphia Phillies. Um, I think I'll be okay, though. Yeah, I'll be all right. Um, yeah, no, dude. Louie was awesome. I think he – honestly, he may be the best glove – infield glove in the conference he's definitely in the time I mean, like you said 98 percent 98.1 percent of the time he is firing that thing out um now nah, i love that pick uh all right so that's our right side of the infield just giving a little recap i have andrew fernandez behind the plate i've kyron russ over at first and brian fuentes at second and you have tommy trey and louis right this is true Awesome. All right. Good deal. Let's make sure you're writing you the t- the guys you got down. That way, I can send it over to our awesome graphic designer, and she can divvy it up. All right. Um. All right. Shortstop. Your pick. You got first pick over at short. Um. The ex Florida Gator Isaac Nunez will be yeah. my shortstop for Team Josh. Yeah. He uh, yeah. hit three eighty five. This yeah. year with 71 RBIs, 10 home runs, and 19 doubles. And got on base at a at a 444%. Um, I don't know how much better of a year you can ask for you playing can. shortstop. I mean, um, we played against him, and, you know, he did some damage. And he also did some damage in Lewiston as we were able to watch some of the games up there. Yeah, absolutely. So definitely, I think Nunez will be my shortstop. Yeah, and Isaac, his glove, is it's hilarious with his glove because it seems like some routine plays, he'll play a little bit of kickball, but then in the most clutch moments will make 
Angleton Simmons style plays over at shortstop in the six hole. It is awesome. He's, he's almost a wizard. I think who was it? It was Tennessee Wesleyan. I believe they trail. I believe they were down like five three or five four or something like. That. They were down one or two. Bases are loaded, two out, and a ball gets floated over his head. And he literally makes a Michael Jordan. Like the way he's jumping, he looks like Michael Jordan and catches the ball, uh, saving at that least two real. runs. Yeah, that was – I mean, absolutely. He's a web gym machine. Um, if Awesome with the six four threes or a four three six double play. Uh, very natural turning both. That's a, that's a great pick. Um, I think, yeah, definitely best the best shortstop in the country. But I feel like – not, well, is he the best shortstop in the country? Maybe. That's he's good, up there. Yeah, that's, a, that, all right, there. that's, yeah, that's another debate. But, yeah, yeah, he he's definitely up there, but definitely in the conference. I will go with who I think is the second best, and he's not that far behind him. I will go with Mr. Mason Dennison from Kaiser University. Uh, another guy, awesome with the glove, six dingers, which you know, you're not going to have a ton of power out of your uh, – well, what are you laughing about? Did, did, I, did I mess his name up or something? No, no, no. That's correct. This, no, I just love it that you're saying dingers. I just love it. I feel like a kid when you're saying that. Oh, dude, dingers. That's a ding- he, he has six dingers. I love – I mean, I think dinger – ooh, I got another little segment we can do. We can power rank baseball slang terms. Absolutely. Would, that would be that, that would be great. We got power rank our top ten. <laughs> but, yeah, dingers would – it's it's up there. Dingers is up there. Um, yeah, 320 – uh, batting average, uh, you know, just unfortunate. It was just unfortunate we didn't see Kaiser, uh, who I thought was in a region coming in. I thought was very winnable uh, for them. Uh, Absolutely, I was. Whenever we played Kaiser, I was very impressed with, especially their pitching staff. And I thought definitely the their pitching was going to carry them, you know, to the World Series. I thought they have some really plus arms on the mound, especially out of the bullpen. They have two oh, yeah. really, really good arms out of the bullpen that I thought would definitely carry the load. Unfortunately, they didn't. Yeah. able to make it to Lewiston. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're going to get to uh, the, the pitching, especially relief pitching at the end of this. But Brandon McCabe was, you know, I, I think he was the best reliever in the country throughout the year. Um, you know, Garrett Rice had him on. He was an awesome interview. And obviously Bouchard at, uh, over at third base, Dennison at short. You can make an argument that was one of the best left sides of the infield in the country. Uh, they did run into a tough regional. Uh, you know, we have Ottawa, Faulkner, and Reinhardt, I believe, was in their regional. But I really don't feel like they got beat in the two games that they lost. You know, they went 0-2 up there in, I believe, Montgomery. And it wasn't that they weren't better. I think they were the most talented team there, but just some crucial errors um and you know it just got to be too little too late for them it really sucked you know they were you know they, they were a team in sun conference play who went 5 and 1 or excuse me 5 and 2 against the two sun conference teams that went to lewiston they swept us and then they split the season series with southeastern and southeastern lost four games and half of them were to kaiser um yeah. now southeastern got their revenge on them and the Sunday Conference Tournament, I think they beat him like 19-5 to five or something like that. But still, I mean, you took two games. You took half the games from one of the greatest baseball teams, or college baseball teams 
ever assembled. Um, but, dude, when they were not playing Sun Conference teams, they were mediocre at an average team. Um, talking about Kaiser, it was unfortunate. I don't know what it was, but, I mean, I, it was a tough look for the Sun Conference, but I, I think next year Kaiser is going to come back with a vengeance. They're going to realize that they uh, they can't just – you know, be Kaiser and expect to be a Lewiston every year. I think they'll come back. I think they're going to be a very strong team in the conference, just like Southeastern, just like Weber, just like St. Thomas, just like these younger teams like Ave Maria and Thomas. I think, hot take, Sun Conference might be better in 2023 than it was in 2022. That's another segment we'll talk about. I think you're right on with that. Because, I mean, there's a lot of talent coming back. I mean, obviously a lot of talent leaving Bouchard, Kenny, uh, Gillespie, Fuentes, just to name off a few, but there's a ton coming back, and a lot of guys that we're talking about on this list are coming back. Um, so let's finish up the infield. And over at the hot corner at third base, I, I gotta, I'm i going to go with another Kaiser guy. I'm going to go with Tim Bouchard. I'm going to go with the New England man himself, Mr. Timmy B, who I think a lot like Brian Fuentes he will be his baseball phase are far from being done. Um, you know, Tim was the Sun Conference Player of the Year, uh, so getting him, he he was not the SunCast MVP. Thought he w- w- would win it, but uh, or at, at one point I definitely thought he'd win it with the votes. But Brian Fuentes took that from him. But Tim Bouchard got the Sun Conference Player of the Year and very well deserving. 404, 18 home runs, and then seventy three ribbies. I mean, come on, come on. The kid was a beast over at third base, and third base is such a talented uh, position in the conference. Uh, but I think Tim Bouchard just kind of separates himself from the rest. I think he's my, a solid pick over the hot corner. Mr. Blackmore, who you got? This one's pretty obvious. I'll go with Sam Faith from Southeastern. You got to keep the faith, baby. Great pick. 389 with 16 doubles, only six home runs, but – I mean, 389, guy just hits. And he hit probably the most clutch home run of the year against Georgia Quinnette. Walked him off at 3.30 in the morning, Eastern time. That was such a fun game, dude. Yeah, that was big time. You know, I wish Weber had it beat Faulkner, obviously, the first game in Lewiston, but – Y'all going to the losers bracket, and then Southeastern sending Georgia Gwinnett to the losers bracket, and Weber knocking them out, and it being the Sun Conference knocking out Georgia Gwinnett. I don't think I've ever been that 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 excited in my life. I mean, oh, we were ecstatic, dude. I but would you say the boys were buzzing after you beat? Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> the boys were buzzing. Uh, I mean, when we beat Gwinnett, dude. As you know the history that I have with Gwinnett um, online. Yeah, you very bold take on Twitter before our series. This was you know, before, we we had your back. Yeah, y'all did. Uh, did I ever? I don't think. I, don't, I think I did. But um, yeah that that was before Suncast. I mean, that was when I was just a broadcaster. Yes. And that was my first interaction with NAIA ball and how much uh, how much things have changed with them. Um, they become good friends and. Obviously, with Suncast in general, and then with y'all, I mean, it, it, it was a hot take, but it wasn't supposed to. I don't. It definitely wasn't supposed to do what it did, but 
In the end, it was inevitable. I was inevitable. I said Weber was taking two or three from Georgia Gwinnett. I just didn't know when we would get the third one, and it was in Lewiston. But um, oh, yeah, yeah I, I made a comment about uh, about. <laughs> I made a comment after the game. I was like, "This is when I wish Suncast could. I could just go wild on it." <laughs> Because I had some content that I just couldn't put out. Yeah, it was probably better that way. You probably lose all your audience. Yeah, probably get screwed. Um, yeah, but uh, and nothing, nothing like bad or anything like that. But it was just like, okay, that can't, yeah, it's got to keep it PG thirteen, you know. But uh, now that was awesome uh, beating when they, and this the way y'all beat them. I mean, they were never in the game after. I mean, they got up to nothing, but they were. Ne- it was obviously who the better team was. And that was the Weber International Warriors. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was a very good day to be a warrior. Hell, yeah, I do. Um, so, yeah, you got faith. You got the L captain. Oh, man. that's I tell you what, we talked about guys coming back in the Sunday Conference, but those are two guys at the hot corner. This conference is going to miss a lot. Tim, Absolutely. Timmy B and Mr. Faith, that's tough. Okay, all right, going out to the outfield. So we're going to go pick three outfielders. You fire first, I'll fire back. And then let's we'll go back and forth till we got our three. All righty. Um, I'm going to go with Abdel Guadalupe, Southeastern. Ooh, I thought you would take a different route, but I think that's a very good pick. I think Guadalupe is insane. But, yeah. Okay, okay. I was, I was going to let you get a warrior. You're going to let me get a warrior? Good, good. I appreciate I appreciate. I just realized that. Oh, yeah. That would have been a bad look. Uh, yeah, let me get uh, Mr. K-Ride. I had Dobie, I have Dobie on here, too, if, 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 if things work out. But, yeah, that's terrible GM work. But uh, Kenny Rodriguez, yeah, man. Um, first team all Sun conference. What he did for the lineup when we were going through a struggle, and it was just like we couldn't get anything going, and he was our light, and he kept us going. Um, you know, obviously not the best showing – out there in Lewiston, but still, I mean, what he did this year, absolutely insane. 372 batting average, 16 dingers, 72 ribbies, and 12 stolen bases. Um, another 80-hit guy in the conference, one of uh, five in the Sun Conference to reach 80 hits, 16 doubles, had the speed, also had a few, uh, yeah, four triples, uh, going to miss him, dude. I mean, that's going to – you know, we talked about Weber bringing back a lot, but that is going to be a tough loss for us right there at the heart of the lineup. But, yeah, K-Rod, I'm very, very happy to have him on uh, Team Reagan. I think I'll put, put him out of right field. All right, so I think it's your pick again. No, you got well, – let's go back and forth on the outfield. Okay. Um, next guy we'll select is Leandy Castro from USCB. Damn. Great pick. Great pick. Well, I wasn't born yesterday, Reagan. Nah, yeah, great pick. Great pick. Nah, great pick. Yeah, Leandy's great, man. Um, how did he? Yeah, ha... trying to. Th- yeah, they took two or three from us, right? Sure did. Damn, dude. Yeah, they're they're a team, unfortunately, that that is losing a lot. They're gonna have they got a lot with Kyron Russ and Leandy Castro. Those are gonna be two tough uh, losses for them. Andy's tearing it up right now when, uh, in an independent league. I forget, I forgot who he's with, but he has been killing it. But he was awesome. He was a very fun, fun guest to have on. Um, Josh, do you know what my my team needs? You know what I'm missing? 
I'm missing speed. You sure are. I am missing speed. You have some speed. I already speed. know where you're going with this one. You know where I'm going with this? I am going with the man who was tied for first in steals, but he did it on two less attempts than Mr. Kaler out in Ave Maria. Give me Rohandre Javier from Florida Memorial batting 351. Not a dinger to his name, but 29 bags stolen on the year. I'll take him. I'll tell you another, another very fun thing about him. He was in a he had 134 at bats, only 18 strikeouts, and only one ground into a double play. I need the speed. I need a guy at the top of my lineup. For Mr. Rodriguez, Mr. Bouchard, Mr. Fuentes, him getting on base. If he gets a walk, he gets a single. It's as good as a double, maybe even a triple, as long as Josh Blackmore isn't behind the plate, of course. Then he's toast. <laughs> did uh did he get it? Did he get any steals against Weber? Oh, he stole a bunch. That was that yeah. was a tough tough weekend for me behind the plate in terms of you know catch and throw. You what know, those guys? They were running wild. Yeah, and, you know, I, I had some bad breaks, but yeah, you know, they definitely they definitely got some bags on me. That's for sure. What what is it about a guy like him? Uh, you know, obviously it's speed. He has a lot of speed. Uh, but what what makes a good base stealer in the eyes of a catcher? Oh, it's definitely you know they're able to get good looks and go in the right, uh, you know in the right pitches. Mm-hmm. You know, so they're going breaking ball counts or. Um, that's probably like the biggest cue, you know, getting your timing on the pitcher and also like looking to running counts where, you know, a breaking ball is potentially coming. Mm-hmm. And even even as a catcher, you know, a guy's going to run, which it came to a point in that series where like two or three guys I got on base, I knew they were going. And at that point, sometimes even if you know they're going, it's still tough to throw them out because, A, you got to get a good pitch to throw on, you know, make a good throw. And, you know, if these, especially when, you know, Dylan was throwing a lefty, you know, sometimes they'll go on the first move, he doesn't pick. And then there's sometimes where I, I'm catching the ball and he's almost about to take his slide. So it's one of those things where, you know, it's a stolen base for him, but I didn't necessarily even get an opportunity to throw. And I'm sure that happened to other catchers in the Sun Conference. Yeah, but absolutely. it's definitely – things like that definitely go into it. But as a good base runner, that's what you will cause. You know, sometimes catchers don't even have to throw the ball because you got such a good jump or whatnot. And on top of having speed, that's, you know, it's a great way. You know, to create some havoc on the bases. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, so I have what one outfielder left, and you have one outfielder left. Yeah, that's right. Yes. All right, go ahead. Your last. I'm gonna take. A, I'm definitely gonna take a sleeper here, but I'm gonna take a younger guy from Ooh. a northern school in the Sun Conference. I'm gonna Ooh. take Matthew Delay Jr. from Thomas. Okay. Okay. Tell me. Tell me a little bit, because I honestly, uh, Thomas kind of got swept under the rug on Sunday. freshman. Okay. Three fifty nine average. Okay. Okay. 195 at bats. Okay. Let me pull him uh, up. 30, 37 RBIs. Uh, 492 slugging. Didn't hit a bunch. He had 20. I think he set the Thomas record for extra base hits with 21 doubles. 21 doubles, a triple, and a home run. But he was hitting. I can't remember. I think he was hitting first or second for him when we played him. But um, yeah, 492 that slugging. The, that was a series I couldn't go to because I had football. Right. And then. Uh, it looks like a 427 on base. What did you say his average was again? 358? 359 as a true freshman. That's insane. Yep, I'm looking at it. Not really, really. I saw him online throughout the year. When we played him, I was curious to see how he would do. And, you know, he got his hits. So 
And I really liked him out there, especially being so young. It was impressive. And I figured I'd give him some love on the All-Star team because every team deserves absolutely. a little love. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I, I, we talked about earlier, you know, Thomas and Ave Maria are two young teams who steal a lot of bases. And that re- I mean, that's honestly a great equalizer. If you play good defense and you can get a lot of stolen bases, um, you may not have the bats or the pitching, but that can definitely equal things out. Um, and I think he's a guy that could lead the Nighthawks into something special. I don't know if how how much longer they'll be in the Sun Conference. I've heard there's possibilities of Thomas moving out. Um, but then again, who who honestly knows? But um, okay, so that leaves me with my last outfielder, who is exactly who I want, and that is Mister. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> uh, I will take Mr. Tyler Brown from Warner University. Uh, Computer just froze up on me. Uh, Tyler was a guy that caused a little bit of havoc for Weber. Uh, I think he's that last piece that I needed in my lineup. Very happy to have on Mr. Brown, if I can find his. But, yeah, um, and good, good glove. Good glove, too. Uh, okay, so yeah, that about that about, that about lined up or wrap it up for the line. Oh wait, no, we got our designated hitter. No, I'll go. I'll go ahead and take the lead on this one. You got DH. You yeah, you got DH. Um, I'll go with the obvious choice, Mister Gary Laura from Southeastern. Fair. Yeah. Um. Crap. All right. Uh. Who do I want for my designated hitter? Because now I got, I got some options. Oh God! Ooh, yeah, I'm gonna go Robin Fernandez. I'm gonna go Robin Fernandez as my DH. Uh, 370, 111 slash. Uh, also uh, 616 in the slash line. 11 home runs, 52 RBIs. Um, uh, yeah, I'll take him. I think that's a solid 78 hits. Wow, 13 doubles. Okay. Um, yeah, that's solid. I think that'll be that'll round up my lineup. So we'll get the full lineup later, but I'll probably go something like uh, definitely go Javier batting leadoff. Probably go Dennison after him. K-Rod three. Actually, no, I'm going to put Brian three. K-Rod, four. Bouchard, five. Fernandez, six. Um, Robin Fernandez, seven, I think. Yeah. And then Tyler Brown, eight. And who? Wait a minute. Hold on. I got my outfielder screwed. Oh, yeah. K-Rod. Yeah, K-Rod. Tyler. Yeah, okay. Ky- oh, yeah. Kyron Russ. Kyron Russ was my last. All right. We'll just put him at nine for... He should probably be up some. I don't know. We'll figure that out later. We'll do the whole lineup card deal at the after we get done recording. Great podcasting there. Wow. All right. Uh, so starting pitching, you got one one. Who you got? You guys are gonna have to give me a break here. You know, since I'm new, I'm gonna go with the homer pick again with uh, Dylan Martin from Weber as my as my ace. The outlaw. You caught a lot of innings behind Dylan, and he is a good guy that has a lot of years left in the Sun Conference. Uh, no, I mean, I, I think that's a very fair pick. He was a first team all conference guy. Um, had I think Dylan is an exceptional arm. 
Oh, yeah, and so so young, too. I think he gets another offseason and gets a little bit of endurance to last the full, uh, a little bit longer into the season and keep you know, his ace stuff. Um, you know, it's another season to get bigger, stronger, get a little bit more pop behind that fastball. And then, obviously, he has some of the best breaking pitches in the conference. Um, you know, I, I talked with a lot, a lot of guys in the conference, including uh, Fuentes, uh, uh, just to name one, and they all say the same thing about Dylan. It's he's one of the best pitchers in the conference, and he's so young. He's going to be an issue for batters. So I think that's a great pick. That's a guy who you'll roll out day one. Um, for my one one, I think I'll just have to go with the NAIA pitcher of the year with a two point four five ERA and the snook and bass fishing king of the Sun Conference, Mister Rob Adams. Uh, I followed it. I followed his fishing page the other day. He catches pigs, dude. Rob catches hogs. So I'm gonna get. Uh, I'm gonna go Rob Adams. Um, obviously, da- down the stretch, a little, a little shaky down the stretch, but I think it was kind of in that same boat as Dylan. Just uh, gotta make sure you're keeping the arm, keeping everything solid at the very end of the year. Uh, he had a couple bad breaks, but still, at Rob Adams. I'm very confident in rolling him out there. Uh, for my first guy. So, game one matchup, Dylan Martin versus Rob Adams. That's one I hope to see a lot more of in the Sun Conference for the next couple of years. Um, yeah, so who you got? Who's your second guy? Who are you rolling out there game two? Game two, I'm going to go with um, Drew Gillespie, 3-7-H um, ERA, 10-0 on the year, 88 innings, 113 punch-outs, and, and probably walks. and probably the best video that I've ever taken in Suncast history, where he ran off the mound and then clicked his heels, jumping over the line. Did you see that clip, dude? I did see that. That was great. That that clip got reposted by like, like four or five huge, huge baseball accounts. That was big for Suncast. Um, just an electric guy, um, D one transfer from New Mexico. Uh, unlike Rob and Dylan, unfortunately, not a guy that we're going to get to see anymore in the Sun Conference. I say it might be fortunate fortunate for you. How'd you, how'd you do against Drew? Did you hit against them any? Um, I did not. I did not. Oh, we, yeah, um, I did that one. Tough. When we played Southeastern, I didn't play the first two games, and I was slotted to start the third game, and that got um, postponed due to rain. Oh, and right. then we made up the game. Um, Tommy, we subbed Tommy in for me that third game so I didn't get any at bats against Southeastern that so, was that was the 2010 game that yes game, it was god that sucked um yeah no, that's not even talk about that all right I will be rolling out Mr. Chris Copiel from St. Thomas University uh to 403 ERA doesn't really show how good he was on the mound this year for the Bobcats um, however, what does show how good he was with St. Thomas was a nine and two record, um, seventy six strikeouts, only gave up three home runs all year. Um, wait, that that might be incorrect. Nope, that is correct. Yeah, three home runs all year is very impressive, especially playing in a lot of the ballparks and the lineups in the Sun Conference. So that's my day. That's my day two guy. Who do you have rolling out? I almost. I hope you don't pick who you're probably about to pick because I really want them. So who are you rolling out 
for game three if necessary in our best two out of three duel? Well, I'm probably going to sweep you, so I won't even no, use this guy. Oh, wow. After the second God, game. You're God, I'm going to go with Garrett Rice from Tizer. Who? Garrett Rice? Uh, yeah. Rice, yeah. Good pick. 3.3 ERA, 9-1, 94 and 2 Great pick. 95 punch outs. Great pick. Great pick. Kaiser, like I was talking about earlier on. Great on the episode, pick. He was, Kaiser has some really, really good arms. I love that pick because that means I get Xavier Rodriguez in game three which I will not need because I will have already swept you with my lineup with K-Rod and Fuego and Timmy B, Team Reagan, all the way, X, don't worry about it. Stay well rested. We actually have one more pick, so we are going to pick a relief pitcher. But, no, it's over. I'm, I'm confident. X, if it does somehow go to game three, X is going to do what he did against Westmount. And relief pitcher, go ahead. You can have it. Um, I think there's there's two guys that are just slightly above everybody else in the conference. And the relief pitcher – actually, I'll take that back. There are a couple guys from Southeastern who are right up there too um, for sure. But I think there are two guys, and whichever one you take, I will be taking the other. So go ahead, Mr. Josh Blackmore. Who is your relief pitcher? Um, I already talked about him on this episode, so I'm gonna go ahead and take Mr. Dawson Young from Boiler International. Excellent so, pick. You know, if you when my team has the lead after six or seven innings, <laughs> it's gonna be night night time for for Team Reagan. I think that will not happen because we are going to jump all over y'all. And if Dawson Young does have to come in, it will be very unfortunate to see him blow the lead and blow the save. And then I'll send my guy out there, Mr. Brandon McCabe from South from from Kaiser, to close the door. Very very happy with that pickup to finish off Team Reagan. So let's round it all out. Um, all right. So behind the plate, you have uh, Tommy um, Diaz behind the plate, okay. Trey Woosley at first base, Luis Acevedo at second base, Isaac Nunez at shortstop. Sam Faith at third base, um, Guadalupe in left, um, Delay in center, and Leandy Castro in right. Okay. And my designated hitter, Gary Laura. Gary Laura. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Gary so let's Brandon. go. So let me look at mine. All right. Andrew Fernandez. That's a dub. That's one. One nothing Reagan behind the plate. I'll give you Woosley. Uh, so it's 1-1. One, one. I think Kyron's good, but I think Trey is a little better. Second base, 2-1 Reagan. 2-2 two, two, when we go to short. Yep. 3-2 with Timmy B. Oh, whoa, whoa. Oh. Sam Faith? Oh, bro, come on. Come on. No, you come on. I think I think we're going to have to draw that no, one. No, that's, that's not a draw, dude. So, look, Sam Faith is a great player. He's the captain of Southeastern. Hell of a career there. He is Southeastern through and through. Now, who has the red banner and who doesn't? No comment. But who has a better average? Who has better OPS? Who has 
more hits. That's how an all-star game works. Okay, you can have it. That's yeah. fine. More, I mean, yeah, more RBIs, more home runs, more tri- – I mean, Timmy B is the Sun Conference Player of the Year. Finished second in Suncast uh, MVP. I, first team All-American. It's, it's got to be Timmy B there. All right. Sorry, Faith, if you're listening to this, just know I got faith in you. No, problem. no, no don't, don't do that. Don't do that. You know I keep the faith. You know I kept the faith. When <laughs> – Dude, there was at one point, it was, so y'all got eliminated and Southeastern got eliminated in softball like that. Um, and I was like, oh shit. Like it all, it, it flipped like that for me. Cause the night before everybody trailed Southeast, both Southeastern and y'all had trailed. It was y'all down two nothing to Gwinnett and then came back and beat the crap out of them. Um, and I was like on top of the world and then not 12, I think like, yeah, like 18 hours later, we were down to one team still playing in the Sun Conference. And I was like, uh-oh. Um, I don't even know how we even got there. All right. In the outfield, your left fielder is... Guadalupe. Yeah, you got that. My left fielder is uh, Tyler Brown. Yeah, I'll go ahead and take that one. 3-3. Three, 3-3. Three. Three, three. Center field, you have... Matthew DeLay, Jr. I have Rodney Javier. I like me on that one. Uh, We're gonna look at the stats. I, I think that one. I think that one's a tie. I think that one might be a, be. A, be a, oh, we can go tie. We can go tie on this one because you lose this one, huh? No. Oh, <laughs> why no. Don't you, check, why don't you check the numbers. It's not all right. Let's all right. You pull up your guy. I'll pull up my guy. Um. All right. What's his batting at? What? what who? Who is your guy? Who did you say your center fielder was again? Delay. 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 Can I do this? Three fifty nine. Three fifty nine. All right, I'm three fifty one. Okay, let's Damn. go to um, extra bases. bases. All right, extra bases. I got two doubles and one triple. No home runs. Twenty one doubles, one triple, one homer. Okay, stolen bases. Twenty nine out of thirty. Look, Rodney's. Here's the thing about Rodney, though. Rod. Rod. Rodney. I'm just. I'm gonna call him Javier. I always screw up his first name. Here's the thing about Mr. Javier. His job on Team Reagan is to get on base, steal the base, and let the big guys, the big guns, the the, the big bats behind them do the work. And that's what he's going to do. That's what he that's is fine. going to do. That, that, that's fine. That's good and well. But if we're going to go back to the point with Timmy B and Sam Faith about it's an all-star game and it's stats, I think Mr. Right. Relay gets the, okay. the chair. All right. You got it. You got it. You got it. All right. So that would be four or three good guys. No. Four four. Four three. Four three. Yeah. Four All right. three. Other in the last outfield spot. I got K Rod. And I have Lee Andy. K Rod. Yeah, K Rod definitely K-Rod. gets that one. It's close, but he gets it. You got and DH. I, you of got course DH. I won the DH. You got DH. So five four. You you you're at five four. Starting but pitcher. But you can go either way. I think I think my I think my lineup is better. I'm not I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this with starting pitching. Guys, this is Dylan Martin or Rob Adams. You we'll give it to Rob Adams. We're going stats, I mean, remember? We are gonna go stats. Alright. Dylan Martin. Alright, who's my day two guy? Oh Copio. Low key I low key might put X in for game two. I don't know. I thought we weren't switching stuff up. On the low. I just go I just throw rise as my game two and I beat you. So. Mm. Oh, so this—that's your hot take right now. I'm texting X. I'm telling you, you said Rise is better. 
According to the stats, he is. He is. All right. That's the whole point of this. That is. That is the point. All right. Um. I'll just leave Chris. It, it don't matter, but like my lineup's about to put up thirty-eight runs. So I mean, <laughs> like my lineup, dude. No, it's not, bro. My lineup, it it gets a three I, I don't understand how how you're making the make it make sense whenever I have five wins at my position, then you have four. Okay, Therefore, but my I wins, my I don't think you have a better lineup. Bro. I think you because I think the way my lineup is going to be set up. You don't have the speed, bro. Like, bro, you, you want to tell me? You you know how I win, bro? I have my two, my three, four, five. It's Kenny Rodriguez, Ryan Fuentes, Tim Bouchard. End of story. That's how I win. That's I mean, that's how I win, bro. I mean, my two. I'll probably put. I don't even. Probably Dennison at the two. And then Rod, Rod uh, Javier at the one. It's over, bro. Like. Real like that. That's the dream. Like if you're making a one, two, three, four, five in the conference, and well, three, four, five. You're making a three, four, five out of Sun Conference players. You pick Tim Bouchard, Brian Fuentes, Kenny Rodriguez. Like that's the three guys you pick for the heart of your lineup. And I have that. That's fine. It's over. That's fine. Just wait until I get my lineup card submitted, and everyone's gonna look and be like, "Wow, dude, it's they are. It's going." No, no, no. Team Reagan. no just, just hear me out here. Team We're gonna Reagan and two. Gonna, you know, see all the big names in your lineup. Team Reagan that's fine. and two. But if they dig deep into the stats, I'm going to have a catcher who's going to be probably hitting eighth that gets on base at a 600 clip. Bro. Also known as my competition this year. And, yeah, he gets on base at a 600 clip. The man does not get out. I don't care if it's Rob Adams, Max Scherzer, Jacob DeGrom. <laughs> he does not get out. Thomas Diaz does not get out. Oh. He's going to be hitting eighth. And we're just going to flip the lineup right back over. Bro, Andrew Fernandez batting 341. He gonna be, there, he gonna, and he's going to be batting 8th or ninth too. My team is full of guys who are not going to chase. We're just not going to chase pitches. Dude, and you have guys you know who what mine is? that You know what chase. my lineup is? My lineup's the Atlanta Braves, bro. We're going to hit 13 dingers a game, <laughs> and we are going to go nuclear on your ass. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we'll see what the fans, you know, the fans think. I want to contact all of these guys, and I want to get this together. This would be hilarious to see. I want to. We need to make. We need to find a. We need to do like MLB the show and just do like a a my play. I don't have time. We don't. We don't have time for all that. But uh, that would be. Hilarious. I for sure do not have time. Yeah, for that. we ain't got time for all that. But we we would argue also about like every little like. What do you mean, bro? No, Kenny's a ninety nine. Uh, contact not 97 years it would get in like no screw that I, I would take that honestly would probably take all a, a full day just to create the players on him yeah. as a show yeah screw that no, but I, I think i think there's definitely some guys in some conference not on these rosters that are definitely worthy of uh, being in an all-star game i mean but i we think this, these are some of the yeah you know some of the best players I mean, we, we yeah there are so many guys we left off i mean Dude, the fact Ezekiel Valdez from St. Thomas isn't on any of our teams. Well, the reason I didn't choose him is because I know he got injured. And yeah, he did didn't get play hurt. season. So yeah, I mean that's we same same year. Um, Jose Gonzalez from Ave Maria, Sun Conference Freshman of the Year. Yeah, he was a pretty good player. Um, God, who else? Who are some other? I'm oh, missing. 
I mean, Tyler Milliner from Weber was a heck of a player yeah. this year as well. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Milliner. I, I was about to talk about. I was about to mention him and Dobianski from Weber. Both incredible years. I mean, we talked. You and I talked about it uh, a few days ago. You know, if he doesn't make that diving catch against Warner, there's no telling what Weber does in the God, postseason. We we may not be in the postseason. Yeah, I mean, real talk. We may have missed a conference tournament. Yeah, no. What, what, the way he turned it around. I want, we're supposed to have him on the pod, but times just never really matched up. Chris Scholler from St. Thomas, too. Yeah, I mean, that has a pretty good stick. Yeah. Speaking of uh, St. Thomas, we're going to do, and we're talking about we're talking about power ranking stuff. Um, we're going to do power ranking jerseys in the conference. And I oh, think that would be pretty sweet. I think the powder blues might run away with it um for st thomas or the or the or the off-white southeasterns oh the off-white southeasterns go crazy yeah what other ones what, what are some other good ones kaiser's always gonna have good uniforms it doesn't matter what i'm not a big fan of the of like the if the pants aren't gray or white yeah. or uh, like baby blue like that i don't like so they wear like navy pants i'm not a huge fan of that yeah, you don't see a ton of navy at all. Um, who else? You have you seen? You know USCB's reds. I have seen those like on on Instagram and yeah. stuff like that. Those those are pretty cool. Those are sick. Um, I don't know. I think it's pretty intimidating. You see, you see uh, Weber's national rollout with the with the all whites. All those whites, are pretty sharp. Dude, the all whites are sharp. People people low key sleep on. Ju- Weber's jerseys, they're clean. Like the black one, they, like there's there's not a clean uniform that we have, or a, a, there's not a non-clean uniform. The black strippy, the green is a perfect alternate. It's a perfect third jersey, and the whites, the whites are awesome. The big W, but yeah, um, Josh, we're rolling up on about an hour here. That we will send this out probably tomorrow. I don't know why I said probably. We'll definitely be releasing this tomorrow. Uh, welcome on, welcome on, dude. Um, you know, we knew this for a while. I've teased it a lot. Um, in all seriousness, I really appreciate you coming on and helping grow the conference. What you're going to be doing with football is awesome. Love having you on this summer. Um, just getting people familiar with your voice and everything, dude. What are We'll talk more about football and all that later. Uh, I think this is a very solid episode. Right at an hour. Perfect. I think we... Taught a lot of good content, gave a lot of players their flowers. Um, and we got two good teams that I would pay a lot of money to see actually happen. That would be insane. Um, but yeah, all right, big dog. Hey, a solid episode. Let you say your goodbyes, and we'll be on our way. I know it was a pleasure. Thank you for having me. And, you know, I'm looking forward to I'm talking about football coming up here real soon. Yes, sir. Coming up in August, we will have Sun Conference football. This is the first year that Sun Conference has had football. Everybody was in the Sun Division in the Mid-South. We have broken free from the Mid-South, and we are our own in the Sun Conference football. So excited for it. That'll do it for myself and Mr. Josh Blackmore. Thank you. Love all of y'all, and we will see you sometime next week. Until then, be blessed and stay safe.